Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Rusty Quill presents. Hello, wonderful listeners. Alex Talanda here, creator and writer for Ostium. So I've got good news and bad news. And I always go with the bad news first, so here we go. It's looking like Ostium Season 6 won't be coming out until 2022, hopefully in January. Due to COVID and a number of other factors, including the fact that my family will be welcoming our second son into the world in December, things got pushed back. But I'm really hoping for early 2022. And there will be an announcement towards the end of August about something we're going to be doing with Ostium Season 6. Okay, now for the good news. Because it's going to be a while before you get new content here, and as you know, I'm a big fan of releasing extras, you're going to start getting the Behind the Ostium series. Until now, this has only been available on our Patreon, but I've decided to start releasing it here on our main feed to keep you entertained until you get new episodes of Ostium. Now, if you want to get access to the entire series, get ad-free episodes, and help support the Ostium Network, you can join our Patreon at the $5 tier and above and get access right now to over 40 episodes of Behind the Ostium. Okay, that's enough chit-chat for me. So here's the first episode of Behind the Ostium. Enjoy. Hi, I'm Alex C. Talander, and welcome to the debut episode of Behind the Ostium. Uh, this is my effort to do a kind of behind-the-scenes um, type of thing, showing what's going on behind Ostium, how I came up with it, playing around with lots of things. Uh, I got the idea originally from uh, Mike Troop, who on the Earth Collective, who did a similar thing there, which I really liked, so I wanted to try to do the same thing. And if you guys want another podcast that is kind of like Ostium and you enjoy, um, definitely check out the Earth Collective. So this um, first part, part one is the kind of the origin story. I'm going to be talking about how I came up with the Ostium, where it came from. And it kind of started in about 2013 or so um, when I first started getting into podcasts. 
I started with um, Welcome to Night Vale, started binging through all those episodes, and then I moved on to um, The Black Tapes, The Message, uh, and Limetown. Those were kind of my first starting podcasts. And as I was listening through all those and really enjoying the stories and the medium, it started me thinking that maybe I could try this. I'd been writing for decades, um, doing novels and short stories, and trying this new medium, I thought, hmm, that could be an interesting enterprise to try, see where that might lead. So I came up with the, started developing an idea, and I already had in mind um, a good friend of mine, Chris Fletcher, who does the voice of Jake Fisher. I already had him in mind um, as a voice, because we'd worked together in the past, um, doing a few different things, and he used to have a online um, webzine-type audio thing where he would do recordings, and I worked with him, and he did one of my short stories, and we recorded it together. And he just had a really good voice. So I knew in the back of my mind, one, I wanted to work with him together because we're really good friends, and two, he had a good voice for this type of thing. So that was kind of in the back of my mind before I even got started coming up with Ostium. It came from just starting with an idea. I just kind of wanted something to kick off from. So that's where this town came into my head, a town in Northern California, far away from everything else. And the key to it really was there's no people there. That was my starting point. Really, in, in my, my head, I saw that road sign with the name Ostium out in the trees in the middle of nowhere, the name Ostium, the elevation, and then the population zero. And that was kind of my jumping off point for a starting mystery of, well, it's a cool little sign, but what does it mean? Why is it there? And then that led to me building on it and developing it more and then leading then towards the town and what was in the town, what was in the build, you know, what are the buildings like, what's going on in there? And kind of just letting it all develop and fall into place that way. I did start emailing with Chris. I actually did a little research on this because I've kept every email I've ever sent Thanks to Gmail, I keep every email I ever send. And so I've kept all these uh, emails with Chris going way back, and I kind of pulled some of them, which I thought would be fun to kind of read here. So here is the first ever email I sent to Chris um, way back when, and it was on September 13th, 2013, which is kind of interesting because it was also Friday the 13th. So a little ominous there. Anyway, so here's what I said. Hey Chris, I've kind of got this idea to do a podcast together. There's this awesome podcast which you can get through iTunes called Welcome to Night Vale, which is about a weird town where weird things happen, all done through radio news reports. I really recommend it. You should totally check it out. Anyway, give that a listen and let me know what you think. It really inspired me and I have a little developing story idea. Something like a thousand and one nights for a specific town where there are weird, unusual things. My thinking is I would write it and you could read and record it and we can have a bit of back and forth for editing and improvement. But you have a great voice for podcasting and then we can add some ambient music in the background and make it something really cool and popular. And with our long distance apart, I figure this is something that we could achieve. Chris lives uh, about an hour and a half away from me, so we're not too close. So let me know what you think and maybe we can get something started. So that was kind of my first uh, email I sent to him. I did one, let's see, three days later, on the 16th 
Also working on the concept for the podcast, it's going to be called Ostium, and I was thinking since it opens up to having many numerous episodes, and if it becomes popular, hopefully going for a long time of opening it up to the Mope group, that's our writing group we had at the time, to see if Georgia and Jonathan might like to contribute episodes. Once I have the concept pretty structured and making sense, I'll send it along to you. Now, uh, Jonathan's just an old friend of mine, and Georgia was one who was in that group, and that is the Georgia who, Georgia McKenzie, who went on to play the part of Monica. So, even back then, I had it in the back of my head. And then it looks like I spent about a year, good year, just playing around with stuff. I think doing a lot of other writing stuff in the meantime. I was working on novels and things like that. So, this was getting worked on, but not as a main thing. Um, so the next email, important email I have from him, for uh, actually to Chris, is from August 22nd, 2014, so almost a year later. Hey Chris, remember at the beginning of the year I mentioned to you about a podcast idea I wanted to do about an ongoing episodic story like Welcome to Night Vale, which has become so popular through iTunes? Well, I threw a script together for the first episode earlier in the year, and now I've finally got back to working on it a bit. So I wanted to send it along and find out what you think. Oh, and incidentally, so the first kind of draft, first script for episode one, it wasn't called Population Zero, it was called A Sign With No Person. Which, you know, conveys the point, but is not a great title for an episode. So that's why we later on, uh, Chris actually ended up coming up with Population Zero, and we had a brief discussion about uh, changing the name of the podcast to that, but we stuck with Ostium, but the first episode was called Population Zero. Uh, and here the email continues... Here's my plan. We start doing a podcast called Ostium. Once you read the script and see the notes below, you'll understand. Like Night Vale, it'd be a monthly or bi-monthly ongoing thing. My plan was to write the scripts, then brainstorm and edit with you, and then have you record them. We'd also come up with a main music theme for the show, have some atmospheric music doing as well, and have you read the script and act it out, since you have a good voice for that. So attached is a script for the episode, which is still in first draft. Take a read-through, let me know what you think. I want this to be an evolutionary process with back and forth between us after my initial writing to make it more dramatic and creative and interesting, so I welcome all critique and input. Down the road, I'm also thinking of adding more characters and therefore more voices. I was thinking I could possibly do one, and maybe Georgia too, and she could be able to contribute with writing also. I could also give you lots more info about my ideas and plans for the podcast, but I kind of want to leave that up to your imagination for now. So below are my few notes that I've made about the show, though there are, of course, lots more forming in my head, too. So read through these, read the attached script, and then let's go from there. I'd like to get the ball rolling on this as soon as possible. So how about you get back to me with thoughts and ideas and whatever else in, say, two weeks. So September 5th, just to give you some time to begin, and hopefully we can have some speedier working after that. My plan is also to get a couple episodes under our belt before we release the first episode through iTunes. Now, the deal with Chris is he's a full-time teacher. He's really terrible at getting back to you quickly. Uh, he has, you know, phone, he has emailed everything, but sometimes it can just take a really long time. And I know this about Chris. I mean, we've tried to do projects before. Um, before this, I was actually doing um, an author interview podcast where I would write reviews, read out my reviews in the podcast, and then also interview authors. And originally, it's called Book Banter, and originally I was going to be doing this with Chris, and we were actually going to have discussion things back and forth between the two of us. And it all seemed like a great idea, he was all gung-ho for it, and then making the time with him just never happened, because he's a busy guy. 
Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. So even though I put this out here, I was probably in the back of my mind pretty certain it might not work out. Even though I had all this back and forth intentions of working with him, editing through him, and then with Georgia eventually too. I knew it also might be a thing that might pull through. I mean, I've learned working with Chris to not be set in stone on a lot of things. And I'm okay with that. I adapt easily and I'm fine with it. And I'm happy taking on more of the work really and having him do what he needs to do. And I'm very happy with how it's turned out with Ostium. So now we have, uh, let's go over some of the notes here. So these are the notes I gave to Chris in that email, which is your kind of a really rarely seen beginning ideas I have at Ostium because it was just, you know, I had the first episode, I think, mostly done in a um, first draft form. So there's, you know, still a lot of work to be done on it. Here we have a lot of the, um, some of the beginning ideas I had. So here are the notes. Ostium is not your ordinary town. Those who visit Ostium tend not to leave, at least not through the way they came in. The layout of the town of Ostium seems quite ordinary, with a grid layout, downtown area, shops and banks and a movie theater, parks and community buildings. As you leave the downtown area, it turns into mostly residential that starts off fairly concentrated, and as you move further out in concentric zones, it becomes less concentrated, more rural, with fields and a forest and some sparse housing, along with some strange, unmarked buildings. There's also a water tower with Ostium printed on the outside. There's no water in it, but there is a ladder that goes up, leading to a small door in its side. Huh. I don't know. I didn't know I wrote that original note there about there not being any water in it. It's always been in the back of my mind what that door up to the water tower would lead to, and 
I know I've hinted at it in one or two episodes. If you open that door, does water come pouring out? But I guess I made a note here that there isn't any water. Interesting. It seems a little strange that all the streets are named in Latin, that any signs and signs on the building are also in Latin. Yeah, I remember this. My original intention was to have all the numbers on the doors be in Latin, which was a cool idea, but when it came to it and when it turned out I was going to have hundreds of doors, it wasn't very feasible. I don't think I wanted to do all that research work and then making sure I got it all right and then how it would come across in an audio medium. The really strange thing about Ostium is that each door never leads to where one would expect. It always takes the person to somewhere else. It may not be into the room or home or building they're expecting, but it always takes them to this other location for a reason. Interesting. So I hadn't quite worked at the time travel angle there yet, but it kind of hints at the connections all the doors seem to have to Jake. Once the door is opened, it can take them anywhere in space and time. The door might open to another building in the town, or perhaps one of those strange buildings on the outskirts of town, like that old barn that appears to have no doors on it anywhere. Huh, gotta keep that in the back of my head. That's kind of a neat little idea. Or it can take you into the past, or into the future, or to the moon, or Mars, or to another dimension, an alternate Earth. The limits are endless, but the constraint is that the doors always take you there for a reason. Yep, I think I had that there, but yeah. Time travel gives you endless possibilities, which can be good, but can also be dangerous, because you can just be going anywhere for no reason at all. And, you know, you, you've kind of got to be able to constrain yourself to have a reason for where you're going, otherwise it just becomes endless and you're kind of lost. Ostium is now a ghost town. No one lives there, but it is clear that the town has a lot of history and at some point did have a sizable population. Over time, listeners will begin to learn the history of the town through various means, such as discovering documents and information in the past and the future, and perhaps on a distant planet, and perhaps traveling back in time to a moment when it was inhabited. Okay, well, I've kind of hinted at these a little bit with the um, Ostium file that I do for you lovely patrons and the um, Welcome to Your Door series I'm working on now. So I've been able to flush some of this stuff out. I also have pages and pages of other stuff of just ideas I had originally and throughout. Um, one little tidbit I will give you is originally I was thinking Austin was either somehow tied or was part of Atlantis. And it was all going to link up with that. But that ended up not happening. But you never know in the future I might go down that path in some other different way and use Atlantis in some version. So when I got started with the writing and starting to actually turn it into a podcast and writing the episodes, my plan in my head was always to have Chris do the recording, the voice work for the for Jake. And then um, I knew, I mean, he's a talented musician. He's really good, plays lots of instruments. I knew he'd be up for doing the music too. So that was another angle where I knew I wouldn't have to uh, find someone else to get that or try and get other music in some way. I had a musician over here ready to do it, and he loves making music, so that worked out well. I did a little timeline here because I was looking through as I was going through the emails. I saw it was like a period of three years, basically, from beginning idea of wanting to start a podcast and do Ostium to actually getting most of season one done and actually getting it down and getting it ready for release. So... 
Um, the timeline I came up with was September 2013 is when I sent him that first email and started developing stuff. 2014, it seems like I spent most of the year doing a little bit on Ostium, but a lot of other stuff too. Again, I guess it was novels and short stories and, and whatever else I was working on. Could have been uh, also work taking over as well. And then in 2015, it looks like it was kind of a similar thing where I was doing some more writing, but again, lots of other stuff. I knew around this time I was also starting my um, current job working for the post office. So that, you know, learning it from scratch and stuff, that would have been taking up a lot of my time too. And plus, whenever Christmas rolls around, it gets way more hectic and takes over. So I tend to stop writing a lot of times like that. But in the last few years now, I've been able to work around it and keep on writing. And then 2016, kind of halfway through May, June is when I really start to see um, starting to lay down plans with Chris, turning out the episodes, getting them ready, and um, getting them recorded. Now, for recording, I use Audacity. And the main reason I use Audacity is because I used to work on a project called LibreVox. Um, it's a really cool um, project. Uh, the website is LibreVox.org. Basically, volunteers record out-of-copyright works for free. They're all up on LibreVox.org, and then you can download them and enjoy audiobooks this way. So you have a lot of, like, uh, Dickens, you know, all these classical authors, Mark Twain, everything's up there that's out of copyright. H.G. Wells, uh, Jules Verne, I mean, a whole bunch of that stuff. And I did, uh, a bunch of years ago, I did some of that work there, just enjoying recording and submitting some uh, works up there. And that's when I got to play around with Audacity. That was their recommended program to use for recording. It's totally free. And... I chose Audacity because I was already familiar with this program to use from LibreVox. And I found the cool thing with Audacity is it has a really wide range of things you can do with it. You can do a lot of effects and things like that. And whenever I have something I want to do that I basically don't know how to, but I feel Audacity can do it, I just Google it. And chances are someone's laid out a list or done a YouTube video of how they make that sound. So it's pretty cool sound effects i knew about or i found um freesound.org which is a great compendium of free sounds that people have just recorded of a whole or just about anything you can possibly need and it's really awesome and i'm really thankful for them to be able to provide this for free for all of us a lot of other podcasts use it and it's kind of funny when i hear um a certain like i have obviously with dostian there's a lot of doors opening and closing and it's always funny to hear, like in, I know I heard it in Bright Sessions. What else was I hearing on? Oh, Ghost, uh, Girl, in, Girl in Space the other day, where you hear that same door sound of the opening and closing. And you're like, oh, I know where they got that from. In the season one, I did actually do a bit of uh, extra background music as well, because I didn't want to put too much on Chris for working, because again, he's a full time teacher too, which is so much work as it is that I pulled some background music to have in certain episodes and things, which I got from the freemusicarchive.com, I think it is, which again is another wonderful source where all these great people have made all this music across every genre you could possibly imagine. And they've all offered it up for free here. So it's really awesome. All right, so let's lead up to the release of Ostium, and then I think we'll be wrapping up part one of the origin story of Behind the Ostium. So back to 2016, everything was starting to take shape by then, and then coming into fall, that's when I started laying down a firm date of January 1st, 2017, 
which fell on a Sunday. And that's when I made the decision. That's when I wanted to start releasing the episodes on Sundays uh, every other week. And come December, I put we had some teasers together. I had Georgia on at this point because she had already done with episode five, starting with the introduction of Monica. And so she helped put the teasers together. Um, we released those through December, all leading up to our release on January 1st, 2017, with episode one, Population Zero, which I think lined up kind of nicely that we were able to start it on the first day of the year that way with the first episode of this new show. So what are we at here? We're at 20 odd minutes. So yeah, 21 minutes. I think that about wraps this up for part one of Behind the Ostium. Sorry if this one was a little bit rough. It's my first time doing anything like this. I usually like to have everything nice and scripted and follow the script. Whereas here I'm just, I got a few notes on here of what I'm going off of and the emails and stuff, but it's a lot of it's just me making it up on the spot, which I'm not used to doing at all. I'm a writer and I like to lay everything out. So sorry if this one's a little rough. I will try and edit it so it look, makes me look good. And um, I'll be doing more of these. I'm not sure how often, but more of these going through uh, the successive seasons of Ostium. I plan on doing one on season one, uh, another one on the world building in Ostium, uh, another one on season two and season three will be. And then um, I also plan to do a whole one on episode 20 of season two. That was the finale where Jake goes back through time a lot of times into different places. And I wanted to kind of point all the little Easter eggs and things I put in there. If you guys have any suggestions or thoughts or things you'd like to see in these behind in the behind the ostium, things you'd like to learn about ostium, as long as it's something I can give out um, that won't affect the timeline later on and stuff like that, I'll be happy to talk about it and uh, see what we can come up with and see what you can learn about it. All right, so thanks so much for listening, and uh, I'll see you next time on Behind the Ostium. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.